The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Well, it's a new season, lads. Yeah, episode twenty-six of the podcast. We've got a fair bit of pre-season to get through, and we've just rushed. I've just rushed back having seen the game. Uh, I've just woken up having not seen the game. Yep, (laughs) there's the problem with the time difference. He might wake up early for a normal game, but he's not gonna for pre-season. Just the two of us today, joined by KC. Yeah, mate. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Glad to be back for for what I'm christening uh, Mighty White's podcast season two, Electric Boogaloo. Well, hopefully we don't flop as much <laughs> as that as that film franchise did. <laughs> yeah, um, basically, we'll go through the friendlies first. I don't know how much of it you've actually seen, Casey, with the various time differences and work and Americanness. I I have seen. I've pretty much seen goals here and there from going through Twitter um, but I, I haven't seen a whole lot the thing that's mostly surprised me has been looking at the the teams we've been putting out for a lot of these games been very mixed yeah mixed about sums it up especially when it comes to the centre-backs yeah especially with um, Kyle Barley not coming in so you know bad work from Leeds clearly not enough effort made from Luke Ayling to convince uh, Radrizani or uh, Bielsa to bring him in but yeah it has been interesting seeing a few of the midfielders dropping into central defence as, as you kind of said they would and seeing which ones were given a go yeah when uh, when you look at a squad now I do f- I still can't get my head around us not getting Bartley to be honest uh, there's a lot of players I can't understand as not bringing in mm. you know and obviously we're kind of looking at one or two potential deals still going on but it's worrying how left we, how late we've left it to to get to this point. Yeah, um, but we, we'll come on to like transfers and stuff after because it'll probably be the bit that takes the longest. Uh, first friendly won two one at Forest Green. Roof with a goal from a corner and uh, Luke Ayling with his first goal of preseason, which was a really good goal. Actually, it was cr- pretty good football and Roof held the ball well, played it into Ayling's path. Good left foot finish. Who uh, who needs a new striker when you've got Luke Ayling? Yeah, he's basically the new man in form. It really does because I thought at the end of last season that Ayling would end up playing centre back, and having mm. looked at the way he's been, all it's done is make him even more effective out on the right. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I mean, we all knew, you know, from pretty much the first few weeks of him coming into this a couple of years ago, how good he is down the wing. Um, and you can kind of see why, especially with uh, the squad we have at the moment, why you probably want want to take that away, and with it's not keeping Coyle around as well for another season. I think it kind of makes sense to to keep him at right at, as a right wing back, and you know he's someone who's never afraid to go forward. And it's great to see him getting a couple of goals through preseason as well. Yeah. And we'll probably get more detailed as we go through the friendlies as we get more recent. Uh, obviously, Forest Green's goal in that was a pretty decent strike from distance that Peacock Fowler probably should have saved. Uh, then they drew one all away at York. Sam Dolby got the goal. First half of this were awful. Uh, I did manage to see this one. Um, second half was an improvement. 
that one of the standouts in this game was a uh, hashtag click news. Yeah. He's actually, he might actually get a game this season. Uh, I'd, I think I'd be starting opening day. Especially now with the news that... Uh, have you because you've just woke up actually, you might not have seen it. Uh have you seen Adam Forshaw's pot? I have seen the terrible news. Yeah, Forshaw's injured, so I could see him getting a game. But yeah, uh, Sam Dolby on the rebound after Click It Bar. But yeah, Click played centre back in the first half and did okay and then he moved into midfield and played pretty well. Were these these were the two games that were brought about because of the Evanston and the Stephen transfers, weren't they? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I saw. I think I saw Emerson tweeting afterwards. It, it must be quite a nice moment for him. Yeah, he was tweeting about how it was nice to be back. Uh, it's weird that we've played six friendlies, but over two weeks. Uh, I was thinking that they're very crammed together. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's a good way to prefer for the championship season being quite hectic. Yeah. It was... Uh, oh, yeah, as well, again, as I'll get on to... Um, been interesting seeing the the way the squad has moved around for these games i think today's game has probably been the only one when you've looked and gone okay that looks like a championship team yeah it it, it looked closer anyway <laughs> yeah uh third one another one i'll draw this time away at south end uh their goal was just they swung a corner in and no one marked uh lennon it was they had about three unmarked actually it just happened to land on his head uh, set, another one where they improved but the goal in this was another good goal Ailing getting ball at right back cutting in field beating a man playing a 1-2 ending up in the centre forward spot and curling one in from outside the box and at this point we were starting to carve his name into the Ballon d'Or trophy <laughs> yeah yeah who needs to spend 7 million on a striker us <laughs> <laughs> we do who rigs every Oscar night we do <laughs> <laughs> yeah again I, that that is one of the goals that I did get to see actually nice play very odd seeing Luke Ayling popping up in those positions but you know hopefully he's been given a bit more license to roam when he goes forward and if he can get us a couple of goals a season like, I mean we've always I think we said before he's not afraid to hit one um, so yeah if he's going to be given a little bit more freedom on on the wing then if he can pop up with a couple of extra goals this season I don't think we're going to complain yeah then we came to the two friendlies that I thought were going to the ones that made me think right we are going to just be the entertainers of this league uh, first one Oxford 4 leads 3 3-0 three down at half time now admittedly with the team we put out compared to the team Oxford put out Oxford were favourites for this game yeah but that first half performance was just absolutely shite. There's no way about it. The, so the goals that they conceded were so soft, particularly first one, just giving ball away on edge. And it, it's done no favours to the uh, the centre-back hopes of Hugo Diaz and Oriol Ray. Yeah. Uh, in that first half, uh, they just they, they looked like children. And their manager compl- was complaining about the team we put out as well. I'm guessing... You're having leads for a friendly. You're hoping for something a bit more competitive. And again, you look at that team. It was it was quite nice to see Tyler Roberts getting more involved now. And um, I, I there was something in my head where clearly I I thought I'd seen something about us trying to loan him out for the season. And then 
apparently not. I must have made something up. In my head, I, just, I thought, I'm sure we'd loaned him out to a League One club. No. <laughs> well, you think we, I think that your tired, confused brain at the time might have been mixing up Tyler Roberts with Tyler Denton. Maybe. Yeah. There's every chance. But the uh, yeah the second half oh. the second half of this game was, was a lot better. Uh, so we pulled it back to four three three one in that half. Tyler Roberts' goal was a really good goal. Mm. Far le- left hand corner of the penalty area curled in top right corner in off post. Uh, Lewis Baker got his first goal as well. Uh, it was a good pace and cross getting in behind from uh, Jamie Shackleton, who's been playing as a right wing back a lot, considering he's a centre mid, but. What I've seen of Shackleton, I'm very, very impressed. The the stuff I was reading on Twitter about him in this game was was that a lot of people were impressed with him. Yeah, even in first half when we were crappy, was one of the better ones. Again, hopefully you look at the combination of the the system we're probably going to be playing this season, combined with the, the scheduling of the championship, and you got to think players like him. There's a chance he's always going to get a game. I mean, our we don't have much depth in the way of wingers. Someone like him, if you know, if he puts in a few decent performances in the under twenty threes, could find himself involved, um, you know, when needed. Yeah, and that goes for on the other side as well. Uh, the other player that scored in this game, Jack Clark, getting his first of two goals in pre-season. Uh, he's another one who's looked very impressive, and it's a winger that is willing to run at a player and beat him, which is what Alioski used to do, but seems to refuse to do now. He, uh, it's what he was doing a lot last season for the under-23s and the under-18s, wasn't it? Just cutting inside from the left wing and curling them. It was basically like a FIFA 12 strategy. Cut inside, hold R1, curl it in the top corner. Um, but yeah, it's good that he's doing that against you know against better opposition now and against someone who... I am quite surprised last season he didn't get more of a chance... Um, you know, I think he was one of those players we were looking at and thinking, okay, he'll probably get four or five games in before the end of the season. It just never really ended up happening. Um, but yeah, if he can, if he, if he, sorry, I can't get my words out now. Uh, you can tell I've just woken up. Yeah. Uh, but if he can again provide an option of someone, especially something a little bit different, just having someone who's going to cut inside and take the shot instead of trying to hit the byline, then uh, he should be in and around the squad. Yeah, I mean, he he does look a little bit lightweight and stuff, but he definitely, I think it, it won't be far off the squad. It wouldn't shock me if he's on bench against Stoke. Yeah, it was very interesting as well as we'll come on to with the the friendly today. Looking at the subs bench, there's, there's definitely a gulf there between the starting lineup and the subs. I know we're missing a couple of players, but it's um, it left a lot to be desired at our subs bench. Yeah. Well, then the second 4-3, uh, 4-3 win away at Geisley, another shocking start, 2-0 down, uh, Hugo Diaz and Lawrence Debock, the centre-back pairing, this time getting bashed about by Paul Clayton. Both at first two goals, long balls up to him that just weren't dealt with even slightly. Uh, and on first goal, Blackman won't particularly great either, he came running out and just didn't get anywhere near it. But the thing is, by the time their second goal came around, Leeds had started to get a foot on ball. That The second one was kind of against runner play a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but got one back before half-time. Click news. <laughs> yeah, it was a really he's, good, uh, really good goal as well. He's doing it. He's the man. Yeah. He's, um... It's, it's so strange now. You, you look at how much... He's one of the few players that's featured more regularly through, through pre-season. 
and it's looking it's looking to get to a point now where he, like you say, he'll probably be involved at the start of the season, which just begs the question why he never got that chance last season when we were just we had so many midfielders shagging TC's wife, I believe. <laughs> he, yeah, he's he's just he he looks he looks quality from what I've seen. Like, and you know, the loan spell that he had last season kind of proved that he's definitely got something. And it's just very frustrating after you know you looked at Phillips and Vieira and O'Kane and those guys been out of form for a good chunk of last season. Just that he never got that go. Yeah. But uh, after that, in second half, to be honest, oh, even though Ga- even though Gasly did score, Leeds looked pretty. I know it's only Geisley, but we did look pretty good in that half. Like Jack Clark scored after about five minutes of the half, but it was Leeds' third or fourth decent chance of the half already. When did that goal oh, wow. was really good? Uh, mm. Yeah, Clark got got ball on left, cut inside, beat two, played it out to right. Jordan Stevens, you know, did a little shimmy, played it back to Shackleton, Shackleton inside, and Clark's in middle now, and a really good finish across keeper. It was a really good goal. It was really good to see three of the really young kids combining. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things where I think through the last few pre-seasons that I really remember, you tend to not have seen the youngsters involved so much. It would more just be a kind of a a mix of your first-team squad and then a load of subs at half-time. But we've most games, we've kind of only named five or six subs. We've not really named a, a big subs bench for any of the games. So I suppose it's probably been good for the likes of it's been good for Clark and Stevens and you know, Shackleton and players like that to get that extra game time anyway with a number of first team players around them. Yeah, it seems to treat them a bit differently, don't they, to everyone else, Bielsa? Like yeah. giving people ninety minutes. I it was very surprised because even for the Forest Green game, when you looked at the bench and that I'm pretty sure we only had five or six subs for that, and you were looking like, okay, so we got Miazek on the bench and you know. I know there's been a few of the a few players playing in the with the under 23s, um, but there's not not many of the players have racked up that much game time over there. So I don't know if it's because of how heavily they've been focusing on fitness through preseason. He's thought and he's looked and thought we probably don't need to be, focused, you know, getting three getting them through 90 minutes three or four times in preseason. But um, it'll be interesting to see how we start the season now with with the teams we've been putting out and you know, the game time these guys have been getting. Yeah. The, uh, the other two goals in that game were for Ryan Edmondson, who I think it's fair to say has got himself above Sam Dolby in the first team reckoning mm. by this point, which uh, is obviously it's good for him. I still think Dolby looks decent, but you know, we'll see. One of the things in this Geisley game, actually, that was a bit frustrating is Lewis Baker could have had about five if he'd had his shooting boots on. I, did, I was keeping up with your tweets through uh, through the game, and I think. Um, sorry, did did someone just like attack a giant crisp there behind you? Oh, sorry, I don't know. Uh, Jacqueline is <laughs> currently preparing breakfast. Oh, right, cool. I say it don't matter. It just it was really weird. <laughs> the sound came through a bit odd. <laughs> no, uh, um, but yeah, yeah, it's. Where, where's where's Baker been playing? Uh, Baker's been playing as like the advanced centre mid. He played on the right at times today because Hernandez moved inside. Hmm. Hernandez is someone who really has. And Osai's to be fair, neither one of them has really featured all that much. No, so. Hernandez, I think, must have had a knock because he missed a really lot. 
Saiz, <sighs> to be honest, he just hasn't played very well through pre-season as much as all. Mm. And same today. Which, speaking of today, which KC won't have seen any of because he has literally been awake about, you know, less than an hour. Uh, Leeds won last Palmas nil. This was the first game where it was... The thing that was different with today was it was a bit like... Um, it was more like a league game. There seemed to be a bit more intensity defensively, even though we... It sounds weird to say we didn't defend amazingly well, but we defended well enough. We kept a clean sheet. After the two four threes, it's the last thing I expected was a one nil with a eighty six minute goal. Like in yeah. the first half, but in the first half, I don't think we had a shot on target. We had one decent uh. chance for Roof uh, when Ailing got in behind outright, uh, and Roof's goal on he hadn't, he didn't have a great game, Roof actually. But you know, if you score winner in a one nil and you've played up front on your own. It's a decent enough performance, really. We heard we heard that enough times last season. Him not playing brilliantly, but again, at times the service team wasn't great. Mm. Um, but fair play to me. I think he has showed in the last year anyway that he's you know he knows he knows how to find a back of the net. Yeah, uh, the main main takeaways from today was uh, at half time he took off Vieira and Saez for uh, for Click and Baker, and Click and Baker were far better. Mm. Like Saez just couldn't really get on the ball, and Vieira just gave the ball away constantly. He, he did get better as the half went on, but the first fifteen minutes, it was just shocking, to be honest. Uh, but I'm a bit worried about Baker because Baker got subbed again in the 86th minute, having come on at half time for Shackleton. Oh. So I would assume that there's some sort of injury there, and with Forshaw already being out, we'll have to uh, we'll have to give Luke Murphy a squad number. Yeah, <laughs> and the uh, the main thing out of today was this was the first. For the most part in pre-season, it's been four at back and a midfielder dropping in. Whereas today was the first time where I, f- I could properly say, no, this was definitely that 3-3-1-3. Three, three, three. Mm. There's no way around it. Cal- Calvin Phillips played as the central centre-back all game and he played and he played really well. That's good to say. I've heard, I've heard he's, he's looked a bit more aggressive in these games when he's played. Yeah, oh, I mean, he, uh, did, he did get a booking in a friendly because when Las Palmas were on counter-attack, he came bolted out of defence and d- did someone in centre circle. Nice, good. Just yeah. to get behind that. So it's still him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he, he did well at centre-back and it looks like that could be his role this season more often than not. He's, I mean, he's a, he's a decent-sized lad. Um, definitely bigger than Vieira anyway. You could, you could see... I could see why um, why Bielsa would want him there. Yeah. The couple of times yeah. they used Vieira in defence, he didn't look comfortable at all through pre-season. No. No. It's a, it's a shame, but I think he'll probably settle into more. Uh, I don't know, actually, with how you say the uh, clips been playing, but I, could, I probably see him more as the, the defensive midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, they, I mean, there's been a few... Some at Youngsters have done really well out of pre-season. Like, as we said, Shackleton and Clark, they've both looked really well. I think Edmonton has as well. I think he mm. did enough to... I'd, he'll be in the first team. He won't be starting, but he'll, he'll be in the first team. Uh, and, I've gen, and I genuinely think Click will start against Stoke. I was going to ask if Edmonton has aged at all over the summer. No, nah, he still looks 26. I wasn't sure if it was going to be like, uh, you know, over the cost of, jeez, he's 35 now. Like, you're thinking he might go a bit Graham Kavanagh? Uh, and still, I, I've been showing people his picture over here, like some of the coaches I work with, and 
It's like, oh, yeah, 24, 25, like, no, no, he's he's not allowed to drink yet. Yeah. And not just in America by your stupid rules. By, by our very relaxed English rules. Yeah, well, um, we'll get on to the transfers. I'll mention now, by the way, that this podcast won't be as long as it was originally going to be. We're going to do all those predictions and stuff next weekend. On the, We're going to record it on the Saturday. Obviously, Leeds play the Sunday. Come so, on, Sunderland. <laughs> so it'll probably actually come out after the Stoke game. Uh, but we are recording it before the Stoke game. We'll just have to say that gives them it gives them maximum amount of time to get transfers in, and also it just means we have the time because work schedules and an eight-hour time difference is being a bit of a pain at the minute. Sorry, everyone. That's that, that's on me. Yeah, but yeah, the transfers out. Uh, we did actually men- we- two of these we mentioned before the end of last season actually on the Bielsa one, but uh, Romario Vieira went and he was one at freeze, but he. Popped up on trial at Donny Rovers the other day, so I thought it was worth mentioning. I, didn't, I hadn't seen that, but now that we're dying for midfield players that can play centre back, and he played their loads for under twenty threes, he's probably a bit annoyed. Um, yeah, I think he's. I, I think he's probably not spent that. Has he been out on loan while he's been with us? I don't think he has. I think he no, he hasn't. He just he just played some under twenty three football and then went. To be honest, once we actually get some players in, it'll be fine because I don't think he was ever good enough yeah. for this level. No, I was I was thinking it's probably going to do him good if he ends up with someone like Doncaster or at that level where he's actually going to get some game time and uh, you know competitive game time anyway. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, Marcus Antonsen's gone to Malmo. Uh, he yeah, he's gone home. Yeah, undisclosed fee. Uh, yeah, good luck to him, but I, that was never going to go anywhere, was it, anymore? I don't think he was terrible. No, he just. I don't think he was ever designed to, to play in, uh, play as a lone striker. No. I, I don't think it was ever going to work. And Obviously, he, he kind of had to contend with one Chris Wood having uh, the season, you know, his best season, and then that uh, shift in formation to one up front. And yeah, he was, he was never going to get back in. Yeah, uh, Pavel Kabitsky gone to Mulder on loan, but the loan's only till January. Um, I mean, there's there's something there. He, you know, but he is he's twenty four, twenty five now, and I don't know. I mean, I'm, clearly, if again we don't exactly have an abundance of wingers, um, so the fact he's been allowed to go out on loan kind of probably speaks to where his, his standing is in the squad at the moment. And again. A, if he's here by the start of next season, I would be surprised. If he's here in February, I'll be surprised. Yeah. Uh, we released Andy Lonergan. You know, fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, we, he almost went to Sunderland anyway in January, so... Yeah. And I think I think all the transfer room is going around about a new goalkeeper, kind of, and his days were numbered anyway. Has he, has he ended up anywhere? Uh, not as of yet. I'm sure, I'll, I'm sure I'll end up at a club there's always someone who needs a backup keeper yeah. Yeah, uh, Madga Gomez has gone to Socio we mentioned that last time uh, it's fine Tyler Denton season long loan at Peterborough good I, you know again I, I, I kind of know from how you feel about him anyway that he probably isn't destined for our first team but at least he's getting more game time anyway and gives him, gives him more time to Hopefully, reach his potential. Yeah, he's the one, the one thing he's got. He has got. He's got a bit of pace about him. 
he quite like to get forward. I don't know if, if that would be something that Bielsa would look at and think, okay, if he can kind of step it up a gear, then he might have a place in the squad. Yeah, I think this is the this is the big season for him. This is like make or break season. Like he'll still have a he'll still have a career either way, but I think this will decide whether he ends up, you know, high league one or championship, or ends up playing in conference. Yeah, um, I I hope. And I, you know, he's from the academy. You always want them to come into the team. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Yeah, uh, Roy Grot, VVV Venlo season long loan. Uh, he's been banging him in in pre season. He's finally got his loan. Yeah. Good again. Good. I'm, I hope he gets some more. And you know, he gets plenty of uh, plenty of games in. I'm guessing if you're going out on loan to, to Venlo, you, you're probably not going there to be the backup striker. Yeah. No. I um, think he. I think he's expected to be first choice. And as a, I have seen it coming up on Twitter a lot, they scored a fair few, but they've also they've been in like twelve nil wins against fifth division teams. So we don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just and it just get it. He needs that competitive game time. That it, it was quite frustrating last season the amount of times he was coming on with 10 minutes left or just not playing and then not playing for the under 23s all that often so it'd be good for him to get some regular first team football under his belt yeah uh, there's a I say there's a bit of that the uh, one of the ones that's gone back out Liam Kitching's gone back to Harrogate Town having got promoted with him last season but he signed a new three year deal before he went it's a, that's an interesting it's, it's so it's strange to for him to get a three-year deal and then go to Harrogate, you would have expected to see it, uh, some level of progression and maybe that's what they're eyeing in January. But they clearly see something in him to give him a three-year deal. Yeah, it's, uh, he's not someone I've really seen enough of. I have heard good things from people who have, but... I believe he played in... I think he played in the friendly win against Bradford for them. Yeah. That was weird, that one. I did actually text... Uh, Friend of the podcast, Mark Young, about that. They had a very young side out, did Bradford? Because they were like six nil up at half time, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, uh, that was the one friend. I think it's the one preseason friendly he was going to, but he was just like, I don't know any of these players. This is awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll actually I'll come to that one last because it's one at one. There, those there's two that I don't really agree with. Uh, one that I definitely do agree with. Viedvald's gone to Eintracht Frankfurt. Ah, good. Yeah, bye. <laughs> I will say, I, I, in uh, call it vain, I, I do like listening to my own voice. I was listening to a couple of old episodes of the podcast and listening to us defending uh, Viedvald, especially after he'd just come back in uh, for the Barnsley game. Yeah. You know, so saying to give him a chance, and you just think, oh, how naive we were. Yeah, well, we gave him a chance, and then he screwed it up like four more times. <laughs> Uh, so good he's, he's back in Germany won't be offending us um, got another goalkeeper in it looks like we're actually going to have some sort of competition for the two goalkeepers as well yeah it looks like it uh, another one that's gone out Mallet Wilkes has gone to Donny Rovers that's till January as well are they a Rovers League 1 or League 2 2 I think off the top I thought they were League 2 but I, I, I think remember. they are but to be honest I'm not a hundred I'm not 100% to be honest I've, uh, I haven't had my proper look through yet You know with regards to all, us, all of us predictions next <laughs> That we're doing in the next podcast Yeah um, 
Either way, though, again, another chance for him to get some football. I know he's. Oh, d- d- we but wrong. It's League One. <laughs> oh, they did go off. Well, that's not a bad move then for Malik Wilkes. Yeah, it's a good move. But it's not th- a bad move if Romario Vieira ends up with them. No, that's the. Uh, then we we come to the two that I'm I'm really not sure I agree with. Uh, I'll do this. I'll, I'll do him last because I think most people don't agree with this one. But first one, Poddy O'Connor to Blackpool for the season. If we'd signed two centre backs. I'd be fine with that. But at the minute, I don't think we've got the depth. I, I've, he, he'd definitely be in our first-team squad. Yeah, I mean, obviously you kind of have uh, Janssen and Cooper as your kind of first-choice centre-backs now, which is, I think we were saying last season, that it's not entirely great that Cooper's still one of the first-choice centre-backs, but I kind of live with that. But yeah, with there's been no hasn't even really been a hint of a, a signing for central defenders over the last couple of weeks um, you know and then like you say you've been looking at Vieira and Phillips playing there I think did Click play at centre back for one of the games as well Click had a game at centre back and Berardi has played there a fair bit including today it was pretty solid there today to be honest I'd, yeah I'd, Berardi's had it's okay just kind of worry for crosses mm. not having him in the penalty area but um, yeah, it's it's interesting our our lack of centre backs to send him out. I know a lot of a lot of Leeds fans when he went to Blackpool were saying that that's a great signing for them. Yeah, I think I think it is. Um, and you know, on, on the flip side again, it, it's someone getting what I assume will probably be a season of first team football, competitive games, as opposed to kind of making sporadic appearances here or there. But at the same time, you don't know what's going to happen injury wise. You always know. Janssen might always go down. Um, like you say, if we lose either Phillips, uh, sorry, either Janssen or Cooper, then we do start looking very short at centre back all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, and the other one uh, sent back to Fleetwood, Louis Coyle, till January. Under, under new management, Fleetwood as well. Yeah, under Joey Barton. Yeah, very interesting to to see him go back out. You know, had rave reviews last season from them. Um, and again, with the rotation of players that we'll probably need playing this system, it, it's surprising that he's not going to be around the squad because I thought he would be looking at getting a lot of football this season. Whereas, um, especially if, you know, even if for, with the centre backs, you could always try and rest Ailing a little bit, move him into cent- into the centre of defence, and bring Coyle in. Um, so quite surprising that he's gone back out on loan. They because they announced that one fairly early on as well. Yeah, it was one of the f- earlier ones. And uh, if uh, Nixon from the Suns, to be believed, which, you know, his strike rate isn't 100%, but he does, he's right sometimes. Uh, he, he tweeted this morning saying he might have a new teammate in Lawrence de Bock. Uh, Again, low until probably January. I, I mean, I'm not entirely against the idea of us trying to get rid of Lawrence de Bock. Mm. Again, I'm very pro uh, the idea of getting rid of Lawrence de Bock in whatever <laughs> in whatever way is necessary. Yeah, the the again the reports from the couple of games he's played haven't been great through preseason, so picking up where he left off. Now it's like his only good moments were against York. He blitzed back and he showed a decent bit of pace to get back in and make a couple of recovery tackles. But one of them, although it got given as a good tackle, was a penalty, and the other one. He was only having to make that run back because he screwed up in the first place. 
Is it the, the, the Scott Parker logic? And yeah. That's a great tackle. He was five yards out of position, though. Yeah, and that's why he had to do it. Uh, they haven't gone yet, but uh, Union OK and Luke Murphy and Caleb Ekiban have all been with uh, under-23s. And our under-23s, because our under-23s are in the first team, is actually our under-18s. Yeah, I noticed, um, because none of them have been given squad numbers. Idaguchi hasn't been given a squad number either. There's a bit of confusion of that, because he wasn't, and he isn't on the lists that are in the shop. But he does have a squad number on some of the lists. Okay. Like, on some, I think it's 16, some it's blank, and some it has Idaguchi on it. Okay, that's interesting. So no one's sure, but I wouldn't expect. I'm not expecting him playing any part outside of maybe that League Cup game against Bolton. Has he has he featured at all through preseason? Yeah, he has a bit, and I, he made a couple of snapping tackles, but he hasn't really done much. It didn't look great. Yeah, I wonder if he'll be someone we're looking to send back out on loan. Um, yeah, I'm, I'd, I'd I'd be surprised if he's here in September. Because that's one of the things, although the, although the window shuts on August 9th, you can still get loans, and that includes loans with view to a permanent until the 31st. Yeah. So I think uh, okay. I think that a lot of deals will go through, in, that, in the championship will go through then. When Premier yeah. League, when window shuts and the Premier League teams know what they've got. Once they've announced their squad. Yeah, and they know who's spare and who they can afford to send out and stuff like that. So I think that you'll get a lot. A players moving to championship then yeah uh, we did mention the under 23 so I'll just say they've had they were meant to have three friendlies so far but the Darlington one got cancelled they won 1-0 away at Osset which I actually watched because it was on that proper sport Facebook uh, Ale- yeah. Alex Woolerton scored and they got beat 1-0 yesterday by Scarver yeah I think the one thing I, had, I saw from that was Lee Sober saying that there was from some home fans a chant of we all hate Leeds scum which is quite funny from Scarborough Athletic but yeah uh, the under 23s have made a si- two signings actually one of them isn't on the notes uh, Leaf Davis Leaf what kind of a name's that <laughs> Leaf Davis the left back from Morecambe he's 18 he's coming and uh, Dimitar Shetanov who we were linked with in like March from Levski mm. Sofia the club haven't announced him but he played against Osset and he's been on Twitter, yeah. you know, in the kit and showing all these things. And he uh, he made a pretty good save against Osset, actually. I think that's the one I've seen where they've, they've shown it in slow motion, uh, yeah. shot across goal towards the top corner. Um, yeah, on commentary, though, they kept calling him Georgia. Because the, okay. te- the team sheet they had had all the names wrong and all the numbers wrong by the look of it. Okay. So it was a night. It will have been a nightmare for him to commentate on. It's <laughs> why. It's why normally I'm like, oh come on, learn, you know these players, and I didn't say a word about them because I was just like, I know how bad that team sheet is. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it kind of shows that one we've got. Um, we we must have quite a few goalkeepers now in in around the squad between the 18s and 23s. It's just off the top of my head, there's Harrison Mayo, Will Huffer. Uh, Josh Ray, Miazek, and now him. Yeah, and that's without going on to Blackman and Peacock Fowl. Yeah. Well, we must be looking at maybe one or two of them going out on loan. Yeah, I still... Uh, well, actually, we'll come on to that in a sec, because we know that. Now we get to, we get to come on to the proper ins. Uh, first of all, Lewis Baker. Um, 
he is highly rated at Chelsea because before he went on middles went on loan to middles with last season. Before that, they gave him a new five year deal. Wow! So they do like him, and he did. He played. 14 games for Middlesbrough last season, which isn't enough. But he made 12 at start of the season, and then they got Pulis. And Pulis doesn't like midfielders that are in any way creative, so he just didn't play him. It's looking through football lounge here. Filter out players, flair above seven. Yeah. <laughs> Get him out. He, uh, from what I've seen of him so far, he's a bit... He's a bit enigmatic. He's he seems to have all ability, but some of it every now like when he first came on, the first five minutes today, his touch looked awful. And then when he he, he grew into the game a bit and he started the difference between him and size when when size wasn't getting on ball, it was dropping in a bit and trying to get into positions to get ball. And when it wasn't working out for Baker, Baker just went right. I'm just going to run. I'm going to put in loads of effort and make shit loads of runs in behind. Mm. Which stretched the game a bit and gave Hernandez a bit more space. That's good. Uh, it's been because I I know very little about Lewis Baker. Yeah. I've seen very little of him before this. My main observation with him is is that so he puts in the effort. He loves a shot. <laughs> loves a shot. Like nearly Andros Townsend levels of loves a shot. He <laughs> uh, looks to be. A, he's taken a few set pieces, uh, mostly shots that have been fairly close, and he's very very two footed. Like, That's good. I, it was it was against Geisley. He took, he had a couple of shots from free kicks that were right footed. But when they were on that side, he was he took corners left footed. Oh wow! It's, it's in, it's, I think it's a good trait for a number ten to have, just to kind of make you play a little bit uh, less predictable. Yeah. Uh, so you know, if you're fairly central, it's quite nice to have that option where the defender's not going to be looking at you going, "I know you're going to try and get this onto your right." So. Um, between you know, if we've got something like that between him, Hernandez and Saez, it's, it's going to be quite interesting to see how we line up with that attacking midfield three yeah. and Alioski there as well. It's looking, it's looking quite strong. It is kind of now defensively, I'm, I'm more concerned. Yeah, that's definitely where he is. Uh, to see who'll be playing in front of potentially Jamal Blackman, who we've also yes. signed another season-long loan, also from Chelsea. Uh, Played 33 times for Sheffield United last season, but it won't because he got he had a couple of injuries, and then he got sent off towards the end of the season. And because he was only on loan, they played that Simon Morth at last few. Mm. Obviously, I didn't see loads of him. My main memory of him is that wonder save he made from Janssen at Bramall Lane. I think the most I saw of him was in the Sheffield derby, and he he made some very good saves in that game. As well. Was that the one that was four two? Uh, I think it was the one at the start of the season, which I believe was it might have been nil nil. Ah, right. It must have been the other game, but there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he made some good saves in that. He looked he looked impressive. Yeah, I was surprised that they picked Peacock Farrell ahead of Blackman for this friendly. To be honest, because I f- I thought this one would be the closest representation of that it could do to what we play against Stoke. Uh, and I've always I've assumed the whole time that Blackman is going to be first choice, just because I don't know why else he'd come. Um, it'd be interesting because we gave we gave Peacock Proud the number one shirt. I know squad numbers don't mean nearly as much as they used to. Um, it does kind of feel like for me we've got two goalkeepers of very probably similar ability who I feel it might actually be more competitive this season to playing goal and. That it just been a case of you're the first choice, you're the backer. Yeah, instead of forty four and two, it might be thirty and fifteen. Yeah, you know. And uh, the one thing is though that 
if if they do if they have brought Blackman in to be first choice, definitely. Yeah. Then I wouldn't mind just sending Peacock Farrell on loan somewhere to play first team all season and just have Miazek or someone as backup. Yeah, I, again, just giving him a squad number though does make me think that's. Oh, I don't think that's going to happen. But but yeah, I think I do think I think that's what we all want is, especially if Blackman's only going to be coming in for the year, at least keep Peacock Farrell playing. Because um, outside of that shot, you know, he had the spell with us last season and. A very brief loan spell at York, but outside of that, he's really not had a lot of competitive football yet. No, but if he's going to split it, so you know they both get plenty of games, then fine. Uh, if it was you, though, would you? Which one would be your first choice? Um, I'd probably, st- I'd probably be a little bit biased. I'd probably go for Bailey Peacock Farrell. You know, from the stuff I've seen of Bailey Peacock Farrell, I think he looks very composed. Um. You know, not afraid to, you know, shout his defence. And honestly, I think I think despite our poor record towards the end of last season, he he looked. I I would say he probably looked championship quality. Yeah. Um, and having just seen more of him than than Blackman, I, I would probably have Peacock Farrell in ahead of him. Yeah, you see, I I, I do think that it will be Blackman. But from the two of them in pre-season, I really don't think there's hope between them. Uh, I would say Blackman's slightly better at coming for crosses just because he's so massive. He's a big lad, isn't he? Yeah, he's a big, big bloke. Quite. It's that thing now you're kind of getting used to as well is the players being a lot more slender. Yeah. You know, he's he's, he's very he's massive, but he's very thin. Mm. I noticed it while watching the World Cup when you look at David De Gea and you just think of the build of like Nigel Martin or Paul Robinson who were... Uh, Comparative, I'm, you know, at no point did I ever think they were, well, Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson, that one day Ramos bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nigel Martin was, he was never big, you know, massive or overweight, but he was quite built, whereas you look at goalkeepers now, very slender. Yeah. Um, so, you know, not, not the worst thing after watching a season of VFAL, not catching crosses, to, to have someone who you feel more comfortable doing it. Yeah. Right, so on to the, what we would call our marquee signing so far, which uh, I I honestly cannot believe we've signed this guy because he was he was up there for one of my players at year last season. Uh, Barry Douglas from Wolves. Left wing back, three million, apparently rising up to about five with add-ons. Uh, three-year deal. Mm. We banged on about how good he was for Wolves last season I'm pretty sure at one point I think before the first uh, the first Wolves game we just went he's going to score a free kick and yeah. he did yeah uh, playing, le- playing left wing back five goals and 14 assists last season on average contributed to a goal once every 178 minutes so slightly better than one in two for a left wing back that's not bad yeah uh, brilliant going forward great set pieces uh He's just a really, really good player. One that I'd have considered a completely unrealistic target going in. I, Wolves fans are absolutely furious. Not at him, at the club. Yeah, they must have someone lined up. Well, they've already brought one in. They've got uh, Johnny on loan from Atletico Madrid, who's a left-back who played a lot for Celta Vigo. Uh, I cannot take that name seriously. Yeah, it's like Johnny Otto or something. but Just Johnny. 
Yeah, was it? I see he was down. To, this was the last year of his contract, and yeah, that's why the fee was as little as it was. Which, even with a year left on his contract, I still think it sounds really cheap. You'd think as well there'd be a number of clubs interested in him, which would kind of bring the fee up a little bit. Yeah, um, uh, I'd say it's a belting signing for us because I know. Again, you saw today Stuart Dallas playing as the left wing back and. It'd be kind of nice to have Douglas in there, which which would free Dallas up to be used more in a more attacking sense. Because one of the things I felt sorry for Dallas about last season was the amount of times he ended up at left fullback um, towards the end of the season. I, I'm quite a fan of Stuart Dallas on you know having him on the left wing and cutting inside. Um, yeah. So at least I kind of will give take him out of there, and he is a fully qualified first choice left wing back who I, I think slots perfectly into Bielsa's setup. Yeah, I mean, it, it does limit Tom Pierce's first team opportunities a little bit. But when the players is if we'd just brought in someone who was slightly better, like a decent player and we were leaving Pierce on bench, I'd be annoyed, but because we're bringing in someone who I think is really good, it's fair enough. Yeah. He's uh it's it's a fantastic signing. He's the the player we I'm kind of disappointed we weren't signing players like him two, three weeks ago. Yeah. But, but you know, at least we're getting him in before the first game anyway. Yeah. The thing often, though, with players like that is they're not available until later in the window. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's kind of the knock-on effect, isn't it? If you get the, you know, the clubs with the money will spend their money to get their players in, and then as time goes on more, it kind of, not, that knock-on effect of... Right, we've got our new left back in, so Barry Douglas is now available, which kind of free up other players and trickles down. Yeah. Uh, then there's the uh, the forward saga. Um, Matt, first of all, Matty Vidra. It's been going on a while now. It's been going on a while. Uh, the fee was pretty, has been pretty much agreed that it was eleven million, but apparently he wants like fifty odd grand a week. Um, and then this you might not have even seen. About an hour and a half ago? Uh, no. Yeah, basically, well, we'll talk about the other one as well. Uh, bid accepted for Patrick Bamford. £7 million okay. pound rising to 10 Uh But one in three goal record, you know, it's, it's, it's not amazing, but he has been better than that at times. He's still only 24. Uh, he's a bit more, and he's also a bit more of a number nine than Vidra is. Basically, having been on holiday about an hour and a half ago, Phil Hay finally tweeted out. And he said, uh, yeah, Bamford's having his medical tomorrow. And as far as and basically as far as he's concerned, Vidra's done. We're not that we're not getting him anymore. Um I mean Vidra's a good player, but you won fifty grand a week and you look at the other players we have in the squad as well. It's it's not the worst thing. I think it'd be very nice if we could have Vidra in, but I would much rather as have an out-and-out out striker up there and spend the money that way. Yeah. Well, the the Bielsa podcast that we did, at the time, it wasn't Bamford. We were talking about Abel Hernandez. And we were talking about who we'd rather have. And I said, I'd rather have Hernandez than Vidra because I still think that the more important thing is we need a number nine. Yeah. And that still goes for this. And the other thing is, it's basically, would you rather have Barry Douglas and Vidra? Or would you rather have Barry Douglas, Patrick Bamford, and another player? Because the fees, three million less, and his wages are going to be 15, 20 grand a week less. 
Yeah, and if we can direct that towards a new centre back, yeah, it'd be great. Um, you know? it, the thing is, though, it does sound like from like what Phil here has been saying that it's still not going to be a centre back. Oh. Like it's okay. it's going to be a winger. Yeah, uh, I mean, I suppose we probably need another winger, but um, yeah, uh, looking at our squad, we are crying out for a new centre back. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. I cannot believe that it's not top at list. To be honest, now. A centre forward and a centre back should be top at list. I think it speaks very much of uh, Bielsa's attacking policy of just no, let's just direct the money to to forward, to attacking players, players who are going to get his goals. Yeah, because I believe he's still available for a couple of million pound. If they're wanting a winger, another attacking mid, I still think Marcus Madison from Peterborough is the one to get. Um, yeah, and again, I I do hope we are in for him anyway. Uh, there was obviously the talk of him going to Derby for what was it about two million? Yeah, and they've they've already signed Jack Marriott as well. Yeah, of Derby. So I, I'm wondering where Vidra's going to go because he must be going to go somewhere because they need to get rid of him. Yeah, they're in the same financial position as as Aston Villa were at the end of the season. Mm. I, I know they've got the new. It won't quite. Now, it ain't quite as bad as Villa's. Well, <laughs> yeah. Poor Steve Bruce has got to deal with. Apparently, I heard that Thierry Henry had spoken to Steve Bruce. Really odd situation there. Yeah. The only centre-back I've seen is even slightly linked to was there was a bit in South American press about Diego Polenta, who uh, is a Uruguayan. He plays for Nacional in their league, but he played in Italy for like eight years. Uh, he's been in squad a few times for Uruguay, but he's never got a cap. Uh, but he has got an Italian passport, so he wouldn't need a work permit. But that's yeah. the only no. thing I've really seen linked. And the, off the top of my head, the only freebie I can think of like that would be cheap and maybe worth looking at on a trial basis or something. You know, Philip Walshide that was at Stoke. Yeah, I think he's on a free. I still, I just, I just keep thinking. Oh, I cannot believe that we didn't sign Carl Bartley. <laughs> it seems, it seems ridiculous now that we we didn't go in for him at all. Um, you know, just someone that is proven at this level. Uh, I'm sorry, I was just trying to, I try to remember who one of the centre backs was that we had during that first full Chilino season that we had in on loan never really played Dario Del Fabro that's the one I thought it was Brian Montenegro no he, he was strike. he was the striker yeah I'm just looking at it. it's very funny seeing a picture of him in a West Ham shirt yeah uh, I was trying to figure out where they are there's Dario Del Fabro yeah one of the things I would say is that um, so obviously there's been a load of players gone out we bought three in and it sounds like Bamford's coming in as well. You were pretty confident that this was going to work on the last Bielsa podcast. But we did. How confident yes. are you now? Um, I. It's not great. It's not the transfer. It's not the transfer window I was hoping for. But the what have we got left? What is it? The 9th of August. So we've got just over a week. Yeah. Nearly two weeks. A week and a half. Yeah. I would say we are missing probably just two players. You know, I, th- I think I think we are screaming out for a centre back and po- and possibly a winger. That that is thinking that we are assuming that Bamford will be signing. Yeah. Um, looking at the, the best possible starting eleven, I would say it looks like a decent team. Um, yeah. So I I, w- I would say I I'm going to say I remain confident in in Bielsa and. And the project. Yeah, I um, I hope I'm, I'm a bit nervy about it because it's like we we're saying. I mean, if we have a bad start, we can't panic. 
And if we have a good start, we can't go. You say we can't panic, but we will. Yeah. You were saying like the strongest eleven. Now we can't. We we probably by the look of it, it looks as if Farshaw won't be fit for that game. Yeah. But like going into that game against Stoke, what do you reckon? I mean, we'll probably talk about this more again next weekend, just before the Stoke game. But what sort of thing do you reckon the team will be at minute? Um, assume he's going to stick with the with the the formation now. Probably looking at Janssen, Phillips, Cooper as the the centre backs. Yeah. Ailing and Douglas as your wing backs. Mm. Click as the central midfielder, and. Do you think? Do you think? Bar- uh, do you think Bamford would be ready for that game? Uh, if, he's not, if, if he's in at that point, I would think probably. I think it'd be close. So, like, that's your three-three. So one, you. If if Bamford was playing central striker, yeah, you'd just have then like. I think it's either Baker or Saez. Yeah, on current form, I'd probably go Baker. Yeah, and then. Probably, yeah, like Hernandez playing. Probably, you see, Alioski haven't been that great either. Mm. I, I, I imagine it probably still would be Alioski. Yeah, I, I, would, I would probably go Bamford, Alioski, Hernandez. Yeah, as for three up front. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think the team's going to be a million miles off that if there, if there are any changes mm. to it. Well, we'll see. <laughs> But yeah, obviously we haven't gone as long as we could have because we figured we were better off splitting it into two because we said for his predictions this year we're going to go a lot bigger and do like promotion and relegation from all four leagues and stuff like that. Yeah. So actually, if that reminds me, I'll have to uh, come up with a list of them and email you it beforehand. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, I mean, after the roaring success of our, our predictions from last season, mm. it's going to only go well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, basically, I'm knackered and need to order some food. So that I'm, I'm, and I've not had breakfast yet, so we're, yeah. we're in a similar position there. Yeah. So yeah, that'll do us for episode 26 at Mighty White's podcast. We're at Mighty White's Pod on Twitter. Uh, the stuff we write goes up on through it all together, which is at thiu it's all lufc. Uh, we've got a few new writers who've been doing some good stuff as well there, so it's worth keeping an eye on. Um, we should be back. As it, we'll be recording it Saturday the day before the Stoke game, so unfortunately it probably won't come out till a day or two after. Because we'll do it Saturday late on, and obviously on the Sunday we'll be busy, because Leeds are playing. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll just pre-record a number of different predictions for the Stoke game, and then uh, get, just, get Dom to edit the right ones in. Yeah, we'll just say, well, what, what a great 2-0. 3-0. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that Barry Douglas... Had a tremendous game. <laughs> yeah, you see, now I, I hear two things now. I hear, you know, Atlanta Falcons. And I also hear just bad video games. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my yeah. God. The Rock is... <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible manoeuvre. <laughs> the incredible manoeuvre. That's what we're going to need some of. Right, anyway, that'll do us, and we will uh, we'll speak to you all in about a week. I've been Jack, see ya. And I've been KC, see you later. All right, cool. Cheers. Bye.